10 to 1, episode 37. Top 10 Lost Moments. Welcome to 10 to 1, a podcast where we make top 10 lists about everything. I'm Brian Kozer. And I'm Melissa Kozer. And this is our last episode in the season of Lost, the month of Lost. It's Lost Month. Yep. It's been a journey, folks. <laughs> so glad you've been hanging in there with us. It's been a beautiful journey, and I'm so sad it's about to end. But it's not over yet. We've got... Some really great stuff to share with you tonight. So, Brian, go ahead and hit us with your number 10. Yeah, let's get right into it. So, uh, while we were watching the show, kind of kept track of my favorite things that were going on and uh, just whittled them down to my top 10. There will be some things we'll mention we've already talked about, but uh, hey, these are our favorite moments. Got to bring them up one more time before yeah. Lost Month ends. <laughs> For the most part, I did try to stay away from things that we've already mentioned, but there were a couple things that are just so great that they've got to be mentioned more than just once. Yeah, yeah. And again, I was kind of surprised. I have favorite moments from every season. It's pretty well spread out, except for season five. However, I have 12 honorable mentions, and six of those 12 honorable mentions are from season five. So there were a lot of moments that I... I did like they just didn't quite make the top 10. Anyway, let's go ahead and get started. So my number 10, I think you might have mentioned this in the last last episode. And it's when Ben Linus is giving a little speech when we don't know who he is yet. We think he's Henry Gale. And John and Jack are trying to figure out if he's telling the truth or not. And they bring him out of the... Uh, closet they've locked him in they're giving him some cereal for breakfast and he's discussing ben is discussing what he would have done if he actually were uh, one of the others and so such a creepy so moment. here's the little speech he gives of course if i was one of them these people that you seem to think are your enemies what would i do well there'd be no balloon so i'd draw a map to a real secluded place like a cave or some underbrush Good place for a trap, an ambush. And when your friends got there, a bunch of my people would be waiting for them. Then they'd use them to trade for me. I guess it's a good thing I'm not one of them, huh? And the scene ends. You guys got any milk? Ah! Is the last part. <laughs> so, just, uh... He says that all with a calm expression. Yep, and you're not sure if he's joking, or if he you're, you're feeling really... Quietly threatening. Right, you're feeling really uneasy at that moment, and the humorous bit at the end. You guys got any milk? Ah, uh, the perfect ending. So that's my number ten. You guys got any milk? Yeah, that's a pretty good moment. Yeah, so I was looking through my list. I have one from every season except season two. Hmm. I have several several from season six. Uh, in my honorable mentions, and I have thirteen honorable honorable mentions. I only have. One that's from season two. Oh, okay. And all okay. the rest are from different seasons. So anyway. Speaking of season two, that last one that I mentioned is from the episode The Whole Truth, season two, episode 16. Okay, so my number 10 is from season three, episode 23. I believe it's the season finale. And Charlie has swum down to the underwater station mm -hmm. the looking glass yeah and he's been captured by the two women that are down there and they ask him what his plans were what what did he think he was <laughs> gonna accomplish by getting down there and he says well i just wanted to disrupt the communications and basically flood the station and they tell him but you'll die if you do that and he turns and looks at them and says i know <laughs> oh, and that's such a creepy moment Yeah. when you see that Charlie has finally accepted he's going to die. He's right. at peace with it. Right. But this devil-may-care attitude in his, <laughs> in his face, in his eyes, 
and the chill, the, the creeped out look that the girls get on their faces. Yeah. Seeing this guy who's not afraid to die, who's going to do everything he can to bring down the station. Man, that would totally freak me out if I had just captured a guy like that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my number 10. It's one of Charlie's coolest moments, I'd say. That is a really good one. Which I neglected to mention this on our Lost episodes, great Lost episodes. But I think Through the Looking Glass is one of the best Lost episodes. And I wish I had considered it for my uh, my list. That's okay. I oh, put well. it on mine. Yeah. One of us got it right. Yay. All right. I got a bunch <laughs> right, too. All right. My number nine is from the very last episode, The End, season six, episode 17. And it's Jack passing off the mantle of protector of the island to Hurley. And I already talked about this in the last episode, so I don't I won't uh, belabor the point, but just how sad Hurley is yeah. that Jack is no, dude, you can't passing off the here. scene. Yeah, how unworthy he feels and just uh, Jack's faith in Hurley and Hurley finally coming into his own as a leader. It's just a really great scene. And uh I really like that being in that last episode. I think that might be better as a second time watch through, because first time Maybe through, so. I wasn't really impacted too much. Gotcha. Maybe so. But, speaking of season six, episode 17, that's what my number nine is. <gasps> and it's when, it's two moments. First of all, okay. when Jack tells Locke he's going to kill him. So Jack is a doctor. Well, not Locke. Yeah, not Locke, obviously. But... The man impersonating Locke. Okay. You know, so Jack is a doctor. Uh, do no harm. Right. Save lives. He's always trying to do anything he can to fix problems. And so for him to turn and look the, at this man squarely in the eye and say, I'm going to kill you, is just a really hmm. bold moment on his part. Where you see it's not out of hatred or vengeance or anything. It's just, this needs to be done for the good of everybody. And Jack is going to be the one to do it. So that's the first part. And then the second part is there where Jack and Notlock are fighting on the cliff's edge. And the man in black is holding a knife at Jack's throat and he's barely keeping it away from him and it's kind of pricking <laughs> his skin and mm -hmm. drawing blood and he says, Jack, now you get to see that you're going to die for nothing. Mm. And right then, Kate shoots him in the back. <laughs> it's just such a good moment. I'd say it's probably one of Kate's best moments. She's <laughs> like, I saved a bullet for you. Nice. That's a pretty great moment. <laughs> so that's my number nine. Nice. Okay. I mean, you just... You're finally so happy that this guy is finally dealt with. Mm -hmm. And he's done with. He's over. Right. He's had it coming for so long. And especially as the later episodes have just gone on and on. And he's been doing worse and worse things. You're just like, ah, oh, when is he going to get what's coming to him? Mm -hmm. And finally, Kate delivers. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Okay, good. I know you didn't like the finale as much as i did so but i'm glad but there i were did like some that good part moments a lot. for you yeah i'm glad cool all right my number eight is from an episode that we both loved dr linus season six episode oh, yeah. seven and i think this moment is you kind of said i think this is the main reason you put it on your list as one of your favorite episodes and it's when ben linus runs into the woods and gets a rifle and is holding it on alana and, uh, you know, they have that their exchange, and then she asks him, what are you going to do now, now that you're escaping? And he says, I'm going to go over to uh, Man in Black, go over to his side. And she asks, why would you do that? And he says, because he's the only one that will have me. And, yeah, you already talked about it. You did a really good job describing it, the uh, despair in right. his face and his voice as he's reach the end of his rope and then how she to. says i'll have you and forgives him for oh, yeah, for the terrible thing he's done so yeah some of the best acting by michael emerson mm -hmm. and yeah yep all right my number eight is from season five episode two 
So during uh, up to this point, there's been a lot of flashing around in time, and Juliet and I think Sawyer are. I'm not exactly sure of the context, but like they're they get caught by some of the Dharma initiative. No, it's not the Dharma initiative. It's some of the others, maybe. Okay. Okay. And like they're super hostile, or or maybe it is the Dharma initiatives, but like I think it was they're the, I really, think it's the others. Yeah. I mean, they're really on edge. They're pointing guns. Like you feel like they're gonna pull the trigger at any moment. Okay. And they're like, "Who are you? Where are you from? What are you doing here?" And no matter what, you know, uh, Sawyer and Juliet are trying to get them to calm down, <laughs> and they just won't. Uh, and and finally, like, they're just getting more and more jacked up. And finally, they're like, cut her hand off. Then they'll, they'll start giving us true answers. <laughs> and so, they're, I mean, they've got Juliet's arm stretched out. They're going to cut her hand off. And, I mean, he's got his arm raised and everything. And right then, Locke shows up and throws a knife in the guy's, uh, into the guy. And it's just... Wow. That moment where is so full of tension, mm-hmm. where it really did look like she was gonna get her hand cut off, <laughs> and I mean it's normally stolid Juliet who doesn't mm-hmm. really give vent to emotions for the most part, mm-hmm. and I mean you can ju- just see how terrified she is. So I looked on YouTube, I couldn't find that <laughs> that moment on YouTube, unfortunately, but that is a really good moment, and so that's my number eight. Lock showing up. Just in time, right before Juliet gets her hand cut off. Okay, my number seven is another Ben Linus moment and another moment from the finale of the show, the end. And it's the scene where Ben in the flash sideways, which we've now decided is is sort of a purgatory type place. He's sitting on a bench outside the church, looking at the church. And Hurley comes along. Hurley's going into the church. He asks Ben, you know, why don't you come on in? Everyone's here. And Ben says, I'm I'm not quite ready. I'm going to stay out here. And Hurley says, all right, you know. And before he goes in, turns and says, hey, Ben, you were a great number two. And Ben says, and you were, you were a great number one. That and, was pretty good, yeah. Yeah, seeing how ben is not i guess not purged if you want to think of this as like a purgatory yeah kind of place doesn't feel like he's atoned atoned yeah for all the wrong that he's done and that's a pretty powerful image right but he is somewhat at peace like you say and then i'm just seeing a little glimpse of the friendship that hurley and ben yeah develop after the show is over and just you know sets your imagination off right on on what all exactly adventures they had exactly exactly so yeah i just really like that moment it's kind of a quiet moment and maybe not a big moment like some of these others but i think it's the perfect ending for ben linus my favorite character in the show okay so that's why i had to be my number seven All right, my number seven comes from season four, episode six. So up to this point, we've seen Ben and how uh, he really manipulates people and he's not a very likable person. But in this episode, we really see that. (laughs) And so we see Juliet and how she had sort of uh, developed this relationship with Goodwin and uh, earlier, we've already seen that Goodwin was killed off. Well, in this episode, we see Ben bring Juliet out to the body. And <laughs> she asks, why did you bring me here to see this? And he says, don't you get it? After all that I've done to bring you here, <laughs> after all that I've done to keep you here, you're mine. Ah, oh, that's such a creepy moment. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and then, so that part is really disturbing. But then another part in that same episode is uh, that was kind of in a flashback. But then in in the present time, Ben has been kept prisoner by Locke, and 
Locke's been kind of going to him for answers, but Ben is finally tired of giving Locke answers without getting anything in return. So Locke decides to set Ben free. And right before the episode ends, you see Ben walking into a house there in the Dharma Initiative grounds, and he's carrying a pile of towels or laundry or something. And he walks past Sawyer and Miles, and he's got this carefree, <laughs> happy attitude. And their jaws just drop, and he's like, see you at dinner. Yeah. So that's that's kind of a great moment right there. Just They're so flabbergasted at seeing what has Ben doing walking free and apparently unafraid of anything. So that's my number seven. Those two moments. All right. Yeah, that is a really good one. <laughs> All right, my number six is from an episode that I mentioned last uh, last time as being one of my favorites, The Long Con, season two, episode 13. And it's the speech that Sawyer gives <laughs> <laughs> when he's just completed his con on everybody in the camp. So here's his speech that he gives. How about you listen up? Because I'm only going to say this once. You took my stuff. While I was off trying to get us help, get us rescued, you found my stash, and you took it. Divvied it up. My shaving cream, my batteries, even my beer. And then something else happened. You decided these two boys here were going to tell you what to do, and when to do it. Well, I'm done taking orders. And I don't want my stuff back. Shaving cream don't matter. Batteries don't matter. The only thing that matters now are guns. And if you want one, you're going to have to come to me to get it. There's a new sheriff in town, boys. Y'all best get used to it. That's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah, it's my favorite speech in the show. <laughs> and just the way he saunters out. Yeah. Shoots a rifle to get everyone's attention. Throws it back over his shoulder and gives Glares a speech. Everyone, yeah. yeah, it's a great, great Sawyer moment. <laughs> Maybe a dark moment for him, but a great one, yeah. nonetheless. So, um, one of the most memorable like I, this is one of the moments that I was looking forward to and and knew yeah. it was coming, as I was rewatching and the show. You poked me when it happened. You were right, like, huh? right. Huh? <laughs> so I knew this was going to be on my on my top ten, and uh, decided to put it as my number six. There's a new sheriff in town, boys. All right, my number six. This one's great. It's from season three, episode twelve. So at this point, Jack is still being held by. Ben and his group by the others and he's managed he's arranged for Kate and Sawyer to be allowed to escape back to uh, the group of the good guys well they decide they're gonna come back and rescue Jack <laughs> and so they bring Locke and is Saeed with them I forget I think so and so they they get into the compound. They're crouching in the bushes at the edge of the, the village. They see Jack running towards them with a very, you know, wide-eyed look on his face, running very hard, very fast. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're getting ready to get some, pull up their guns and uh, fire if, if need be to help him escape. And he turns and he catches a football. Stops and spikes it on the ground in victory. <laughs> and their mouths just drop open in absolute shock. And the episode ends. And I just yep. absolutely love that moment. Yep. So unexpected. So great. The stunned looks on their faces. <laughs> My number six. Yep. And just how you're like, what on earth? Does he have <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome? What? what? What is going on Just here? the triumphant way that he spikes the football. That's what really gets me. Mm -hmm. So so happy and carefree. <laughs> yeah, this was an honorable mention yeah. for me. I'm, I'm glad you put it on your list. That was one of the funnier moments yeah. in the show. Yeah, I do. For the most part, uh, I have darker moments on my list, hmm. but I do have a couple lighthearted ones. Speaking of dark moments, number five. Oh, boy. The best character death in the show. That's right. Through the Looking Glass. Oh, Charlie. Season 3, episode 22. <laughs> Charlie's death. Not Penny's boat. Yep, you see, like you were talking about earlier, how he's come to grips with the fact that he's going to die. But he gets down there, he completes his mission, and it looks like he's actually going to escape. Until the last minute. Kyle shows up. Kyle shows up, blows a hole in the, in the port. 
porthole and all the water comes rushing in. Charlie has to, to shut the door to save Desmond. Save Desmond. And as he, as the room is filling up with water, he's able to scribble on his hands with the marker he's always carrying, mm-hmm. not Penny's boat, and show that to Desmond. And yep, then you see him push back into the room and he crosses himself. The music is sad. It's so sad. Yep. It's that's a great moment. They were they'd been building up to it pretty much all season. And especially the last couple episodes before this. And it it didn't disappoint. It was very well done. It was. So, but it was still the, heartbreaking. Yep, but one I of agree. the sadder moments. That was I think the best death in all of Lost. Yeah. So that's my number five, not Penny's boat. All right, my number five is another lighthearted moment okay. from season three, episode 10, Hurley starts the van. <laughs> so up to this point, it's kind of just seemed like Hurley has just had so much rotten luck in his life. Back at home, before he ever got on the plane, you know, just everything seemed to go wrong. His house burned down, his mom twisted her ankle, and I mean, just Thing after thing kept going wrong. Mm-hmm. Gets on this plane, it crashes, things seem to still keep on going wrong. For Hurley, he keeps on seeing the numbers, he wonders if he's cursed. Finally, he finds this van, and for some reason, he decides, this is where my luck changes. I am going to get this van that's been sitting out in the woods, I'm going to get it started somehow. Mm-hmm. And of course, everybody's kind of making fun of him, and uh, not really taking him seriously. Dude, it's, why is it such a big deal to you? Uh, but... He rolls it up onto this incline, and uh, Charlie decides to ride with him, and he decides all it needs is a running start, and then he'll turn the ignition, and it'll it'll start on. He's got some mechanical knowledge, and so they start the car going, and throughout the whole thing, you know that, I mean, you're pretty sure that it will start, and <laughs> Hurley will live, and all that, but all the same, it is... Still a very tense moment. And especially as you see Charlie going from, yeah, this is fun and cool, to, oh my goodness, Hurley really isn't going to swerve. He's really going to try and, and start this car. He, This isn't a lark anymore. Hurley, dude, hit the brakes or something. <laughs> and and Charlie's panic and terror mounting and, and Hurley just closes his eyes. Please work, please work, please work, please turn on. Just this once, just this once. And right at the last second, he turns the ignition, the car roars to life, and he swerves and avoids the rocks at the bottom of the hill. Hmm. And it's just such a triumphant moment. Hurley has a a stroke of luck, a change for the better, and you feel like that's where things really start to change for Hurley. (laughs) And and just seeing Jen and Sawyer, uh, their faces turn from horror at at their impending doom to uh jubilation yeah (laughs) and they ride around for a while so yeah that was just a really really great moment that's my number five hurley starts the van good good all right my number four is from your favorite episode exodus part two from season one episode 24 and it's one of those montages that lost does so well so lost has a number of these silent montages so there'll just be music playing and then uh, you know there's no dialogue there's no sound effects just the music and then scenes are rolling past right scenes rolling past so there are some on the beach with the survivors you know having maybe some discussion around the campfire there are uh, you know, tense moments when, uh, you know, you're getting close to the end of the season and maybe they have, um, you know, just kind of panning over each different character and in the different locations that they are. Or you might have some moments where the characters are coming together after after being apart and just greeting each other and, you know, being glad to see each other. This one is at the very end of the season and it's a flashback to when they're all getting onto the plane. Oceanic Flight 8183? 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 
How do we not remember this? Eight, yeah, that's 8-15. terrible. Because it's, it's eight fifteen. Yeah, I, I promise I do know that. Wow, we are still not fans. Flight eight fifteen. Anyway, a montage of them getting on the plane, and you just see these characters that now we all know in their original, original quote setting, where we first met them in the pilot. You see Kate come on in handcuffs with the marshal, who of course now is dead. Uh, you see Sawyer stalking onto the plane. <laughs> you see uh, Charlie putting his bag up. Uh, you see um, Saeed. He's uh, looking at a picture of Nadia. And uh, Michael buckling in Walt. As Walt plays his, his Game Boy. Um, Boone is there. And of course, Boone is dead at this point in the show. But Boone is there with Shannon. And she's looking frantically in her bag for something. And then he hands her her asthma inhaler, and she smiles at him. And you see Hurley just barely making it on the plane. He's running in last minute. And Walt looks up, and Hurley gives him a thumbs up, and sort of sticks his tongue out to the side like, whew, just made it. <laughs> and Walt gives him a smile. And you see Arts again. Oh, Arts. Who died, who died in this season as well, helping Claire get her bag into the overhead compartment mm-hmm. and then uh, very last you see john sitting in a seat you see jack coming over onto the plane and their eyes meet and uh, they don't do much just kind of a little smile a little nod sort of like you might do when you uh, meet eyes with yeah. a stranger just in the grocery store or yeah. something yep just sort of the courteous courteous kind of nod that you give uh, when you're just uh, not knowing anyone at all yeah. and seeing them for the first time. But you know what's going to happen to all these characters. Mm-hmm. And so all these moments mean more. And uh, the music be- behind is perfect. And yeah, it's just a really great moment. I really like the little montages that they did. This is probably my favorite of all of them. Mm. So the montage, all our characters getting onto the plane at the end of season one. That's my number four. All right, my number four, Back to Darkness. Uh-oh. And we've mentioned this one before, so I'm going to try not to belabor it too much. comes from Season 1, Episode 10. And Claire has been having Braxton Hicks contractions, mm-hmm. and it looked like she was about to give birth. But no, it turns out it was just a false alarm. Charlie was with her. Uh, they talked a little bit, and then they start going back to the caves, walking through the forest, and they meet Ethan. <laughs> and he's just staring at them with that creepy look on his face. And the episode ends. Yeah. And they yeah. showed that scene over and over on the previously on Lost. Mm-hmm. And every single stinking time that I saw Ethan's face, it just creeped me out. <laughs> yeah. So, points for making this. I think this is the most horrifying, mo- creepiest moment in all of Lost. <laughs> nice. So that's my number four. Mine, yeah, four. Mm-hmm. Good. Nice. All right. My number three is our first and probably only crossover. And it's from season three, episode 10. Trisha Tanaka is dead. Hurley driving the bus. Oh, yeah. Yep. Everything you said. It's the best feel good moment in yeah. the show. So I'll leave it at that. That's my number three. Hurley driving the bus. All right. My number three. We're starting to get really dark now. <laughs> Comes from season four, episode nine. So, mm. Alex yeah. has finally met her mother, Danielle Rousseau. And at this point, the people from the freighter have stormed the compound. Alex and her mother have managed to escape off to, into the woods with her boyfriend, Carl. And meanwhile, Ben and some of the others are trying to hold them off back at the compound. Well, all of a sudden, Carl is just shot dead right there in the mm. forest. No warning. He's just, one moment he's alive, next moment he's dead. Alex and her mother duck out of the way behind some trees. Shots are ringing, zipping all around them. And Alex is terrified. And Danielle looks at her and calmly says, It's okay, we're going to make it. I love you. Now on my count, we run. One, two, three. 
She, on the count of three, she gets up and runs and is immediately shot down. Yeah. Oh, man, that moment just hurt me so bad. You really yeah. want Rousseau to have her happy ever after with mm. her daughter. This daughter that was kidnapped from her 16 years ago when she was just a newborn. I think she'd only had her, like, for one night. And then she's she's finally reunited. And I guess I should have seen it coming in the fact that she said, I love you. But it was just so sudden. One moment, yeah. she's alive, she's about to run, and the next minute, she's just gone. Yeah. And so that's one moment right there in that episode. Then later, Alex is kidnapped right there. She's taken back to the compound. They put a gun to her head, and they tell Ben, come out and surrender, or we'll kill Alex. Mm-hmm. And Ben plays a gamble, and he doesn't Called. think it's a gamble. Thinks it's a bluff. Yeah. He yeah. doesn't think that they'll kill her. He thinks they're just bluffing, and so he said. He says, uh, "She's not my daughter. She belonged to a crazy woman. Mm-hmm. She means nothing to me." Right. And so the guy goes ahead and kills Alex. Yep. And that moment absolutely stunned me. I did not. Im- I did not imagine that Alex was going to be killed. <laughs> the look on Ben's face. He is so shocked and stunned. He did not think that c- would happen. It's just such a sad, sad episode. Both mm. of those moments really pierced my heart. <laughs> That's my number three. Russo and Alex die. Yeah. Yeah, Kimi shooting Alex is one of my honorable mentions. I, I was really surprised about that. You never, or maybe not never, but you you don't usually see the, the bad guys following through with threats like that. Right. Well, so in, in, in both... Both cases, it was just so sudden. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that, that's one of the things with uh, with Lost is some deaths, they sort of drew out like Charlie's and then Russo's and Alex's. Snap of a finger and it was done. Yep. True. All right. <clears throat> My number two is going to be, I think, one of those moments that most people aren't going to remember, even fans of the show. And... Even us just having watched this show recently, I don't think you're going to remember this moment okay. or have even really noticed it while we were watching. But I even considered it, I thought about putting it as my favorite moment in the show, and it's really close. It's my number two. It's from Cabin Fever, which is season four, episode 11. And here's the scene. It's Ben and Hurley. They're sitting on a log in the forest. They're out with Locke going uh, to look for the cabin, for Jacob's cabin, I believe, right. where they're coming back i don't remember exactly where they're going but they're out there in the forest they're sitting down ben's just staring ahead with that dead-eyed look that he often gets hurley's sitting there and reaches into his pocket after a moment's thought and pulls out a candy bar and starts peeling it open and ben looks over (laughs) ben looks over and just stares at what him. does Ben do? Ben manipulates people. <laughs> and so he s- stares at the candy bar. And Hurley looks over and sees Ben staring at the candy bar. And Ben looks up at Hurley, almost, oh, you caught me, kind of a look. But he doesn't look away like most of us would if we got caught you know, looking at someone else opening food. And he just stares at Hurley. <laughs> Hurley stares back at him. And... Hurley sits there for a second, and then he breaks the candy bar in half and gives half of it to Ben. And they both sit there on the log and eat half the candy bar. And there's no dialogue in this scene. It's uh, less than a minute long. No dialogue, but it's one of the best scenes that they wrote for this show. Just the The history that these characters have. The fact that because of Ben... Libby died, who was, you know, Hurley's yeah. girlfriend, basically. And all the other horrible things that Ben has done to Hurley and his friends. But because of who Hurley is, because yeah. of how much of a nice, nice guy, guy he yeah. is, he just can't turn away anyone who wants something from him. He's he's going to share with even, even someone who's pretty much still his enemy at this point. Yeah. And Ben, for his part, 
can't no, bring himself to ask. He, to exactly. Himself. He's yeah. never going to ask. He's going to manipulate someone or try to manipulate someone and giving him a candy bar by getting caught looking at it and then just staring at him. <laughs> and yet he almost does seem a little surprised when, when Hurley does yeah. share with him. It just sums up and the character is so perfect. Yeah, it, it does. And then knowing that later they're going to become friends and partners as they are uh, guardians here on the island together, that just makes it even better, knowing that that's yeah. coming up. So two of my favorite characters in a scene with no dialogue, but so much meaning. That's my number two. That's a fun moment, I will say. Yep. I don't think I would have read that much into it, but it is good. I see why you like it. Yep, yep. All right. My number two, darkest of all. Uh Are you ready? Okay. Season six, episode one. So (laughs) Ben has been goaded by this man who looks like Locke. We think it's Locke, even though we saw him die. Saw him lying in a coffin. Somehow he's alive, though. And he has told Ben, you're going to kill Jacob. And so they've gone, they've found Jacob, and Ben actually killed him in a moment of passion. And then Jacob's followers burst in, and a little bit too late, they were there to try and protect him. And so they rush at Locke and Ben, and Ben turns and runs and tries to to protect himself, and all of a sudden, the cloud of black smoke appears Hmm. and absolutely wrecks havoc with all those people in there. And up to this time, up to this moment, the black smoke monster has kind of seemed sort of mindless. I mean, sometimes it seems to evaluate people, but other times it seems pretty mindless. Mm -hmm. Not so in this scene. It is... is absolutely ruthless, completely intelligent. You see a man uh, draw a circle around him with a special ash, and so I guess the smoke can't cross that circle. So what it does is it knocks out a part of the roof to make the roof come crashing in, so the man has to step outside of that circle, and then it grabs him (laughs) and dashes him to pieces. And Ben has witnessed all of this, All of this horror going on. Finally, after killing everybody except him, the smoke withdraws into an adjoining room. And then a moment later, the man that we all thought was Locke appears. And he says, sorry you had to see me like that. (laughs) And that's such a creepy moment. Yeah. When you realize this, this creature is inhabiting or has taken on the form mm-hmm. of Locke. And he's masquerading around as Locke. People look at him. They don't realize he's the smoke monster. He seems like a trustworthy fellow. Somebody that can be a leader. And you realize he can pretty much do anything he wants. It's just <laughs> such a terrifying moment. Yeah. and I mean, the terror in Ben's eyes as he realizes what just happened. Mm-hmm. <sighs> My number two, Locke Kinster. Or not Locke. Right, the man in black. All right, very good, very good. On to the number ones. My number one, you might have already guessed what it was based on how much I talked about how I liked this episode in our episodes list. It's from Deus Ex Machina, episode, uh, season one, episode 19. My favorite episode, my favorite moment is at the end where Locke is beating on the hatch. Oh, yeah. He's broken. You know, he's completely uh, just torn up about Boone, about how it seems to have all been for nothing. And he just starts yelling at, at, at nothing, yelling out at the island, I guess. I've done everything that you wanted me to do. So why did you do this to me? And he's beating on the hatch with his fists. And the light comes on. And that's all I'll say about it. Because I really talked about it a lot in the last episode. But, man, that, that really is my favorite moment in the show. 
I like it um, because not only does it give hope yeah. to Locke seeing the light come on, that, hey, there's somebody down there. But right. later on, you realize that Desmond was yep. at yep. his rope's end and hearing somebody beating on the hatch above. Yep. And he shines the light up and sees a face. That gave him hope. So it was kind of neat. They're giving each other hope just yep. by their mere presence. Yep, and it makes you think it wasn't for nothing. There was a purpose to it, and the music at that point is uh, probably my favorite music in the in the show. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's a great, great, great (laughs) moment. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it it is a good moment, but it didn't make my my list or honorable mentions. Yeah, but my number one is is our last crossover. I can't (gasps) believe you didn't think this would be on my list. Okay. It's season six, episode seven. Ilana forgives and accepts Ben. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so well, we've talked about this so much. That's true. This is the greatest moment wow. in the whole series. <laughs> and you have to watch the whole series to really true. grasp this moment. True. There are a lot of things I don't like about season six. But I will say, I think it was all worth it just for this moment. <laughs> Getting through everything wow. that's happened. Because you finally see... Ben has been forgiven, and Ilana accepts him, just so that he will not go over to to the Man in Black's camp. Hmm. And the the themes of redemption, of hope, of forgiveness, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's it's beautiful. It is really good. I I just can't describe it <laughs> accurately enough, but well enough. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's my number one. And we've already said so much about it, so. Yeah. Very well done. Yeah. Well done. Oh, man. Okay, so. Let's go through honorable mentions. Yeah, let me just run through those real quick. So, from season one, there's the scene Charlie reading Claire's diary. Yep. That was one of mine. or not. Yep. Yep. Very funny scene. I love that. Season three, uh, John's dad pushing him out of the building. So shocking. <sighs> so crazy. Jerk. Also from season three, Hurley conning Sawyer into being nice to everybody. <laughs> that was a, that was great. Uh, very end of season three, probably my most quoted line from Lost. We got to go back. I hate that moment. <laughs> I had to put it on here. And season four, when you realize that uh, Jin and Son didn't both make it off the island. <laughs> And you think you're seeing a flash forward for Jin and Sun, but it's yeah. actually a flash forward for oh, Sun, yeah. but a flash back, back for, Jin. for Jin. Yep, I know. that was a that was a great moment when you realized that. It was so sad. And then season five, John, uh, John is dead, and Jack is reading his suicide note. Uh, Jack John didn't commit suicide, but. He had written a suicide note and planned to commit suicide. Jack thinks he committed suicide, and he reads John's uh, note, and it just says, Jack, I wish you had believed me. Oh, man, that'll cut your heart. Yeah, that's another one of the... I think that's one of the more underrated moments of the show. Also a very, very sad moment. Makes it seem like he committed suicide because Jack didn't believe him. Right. Speaking of... uh, Speaking of John's death, Ben killing Locke in the very next episode. That was crazy. Also in the same season, Hurley and Miles arguing about time travel. Yeah, that's <laughs> and Hurley fun. just doesn't get it, and, and Miles is trying to very logically tell him about it. Uh, that was great. Uh, we talked about from Some Like It Hoth, uh, Dr. Pierre Chang coming out and saying, Miles, I need you, to his son. Go back and listen to our that episode, if you want to hear more about that moment and why I like that so much. Again, season five, uh, I guess the rest of my honorable mentions are season five. I had six moments from season five where, um, you know, Ben gets in with the man in black and Jacob and he asks Jacob, what about me? Yeah. And Jacob says, what about you? Like, you're not really important. Right, and you really feel for Ben there. You do, but one of the crazy things is, you know, that's you okay. From... That's the thing that is that Ben hates the most is that 
he is not special like John. That's why he hates mm-hmm. John. That's why he kills him because John is special and he is not. He hates that. And yet you see him time after time for people that he doesn't consider to be special. How does he treat them? Yeah. The people on the freighter when he, uh, you know, is going to, uh, when he takes his revenge and basically dooms the people on the freighter. Yeah. And John says, you just, you know, you just doomed everyone on the freighter. And Ben says, so. Yeah. Or uh, when they're flying the uh, Ajira flight back and Jack asks, what about the other people on this flight that, you know, aren't going back to the island? There aren't one of us. And Ben says, basically, who cares? You know, yeah. Who knows? Who cares? And so it is really interesting. That's what Ben hates. And yet people that he doesn't consider to be special. He does special, the same thing he hates. He does that same exact thing. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. And then very last one. Uh, at the end of season five, Juliet setting off the bomb. I thought that was a, a oh, good moment. Oh, I know. When she's like, just blow up. Yep. Yep. And you really want it to blow up because she's just down there pinned and, and dying anyway. Yep. And in a lot of pain. Oh, that's such a sad moment. I think that's the second saddest death in Lost. That is a good one. So tell me your honorable mentions and then I have a couple that I thought might make your list and I'll I'll ask you why they weren't on there. Okay. All right, so season one, episode two, I sort of talked a little bit about this. Uh, when Sawyer shoots a polar bear, and uh-huh. that's just the first time that you see that he's, uh, he's got some good points to him. And then uh-huh. also where they discover what Russo's message is saying, that kind of creeps you out, hmm. that she's been there for 16 years, and hmm. I'm alone, I'm the last one, everyone else has died. Hmm. You wonder what, what made them all die. Uh, season one, episode six. This one almost made the list. Michael gives Jen's watch back in outrage. So Jen had this watch that he was supposed <laughs> to deliver for his father-in-law. And it's a really expensive watch. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be the last task he would complete for his father father-in-law and then they'd be free. Mm. So he's really trying to safeguard this watch. And when it goes missing, he assumes Michael stole it. And so he starts beating up Michael. And then <laughs> Michael had found the watch, but, you know, he didn't steal it. Mm-hmm. And so Michael gives it back. He's like, take your stupid watch. Who cares <laughs> anyway on this island where there's no time, where time doesn't matter? Right. Uh, so that was kind of a funny moment. Uh, season, four, uh, season one, episode 14, Charlie reading Claire's journal. Season one, episode 20, Boone dying and Aaron being born in the okay. same episode. I wondered if Aaron being born would, would make your list. Yeah. And then season one, episode 24, Arst blows up. Oh, yeah. And that, that could be an honorable that's mention another for me. one where it's just so sudden. Yeah. Abs- yep. I mean, no warning at all. Yep. Uh, season two, episode eight, we discover that Anna Lucia was pregnant when she got shot. Oh, yeah. That was... That was a really heartbreaking moment, and you really understand. Start to understand her. Yeah. Yep. Season 3, episode 11, the ping pong match. That was fun. (laughs) That was good. Season 4, episode 2, Jack tells the group from the helicopter to put their guns down, because he's got them surrounded. That was pretty great. (laughs) That was good. One of those, Jack's in control, and he's owning the moment. I love (laughs) it. Uh, Season 4, episode 4. Locke tells Kate that he, if he were a dictator, he'd shoot her. At this point, Locke <laughs> is in control of one of the groups. They're living in the Dharma Initiative compound. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kate says he's acting like a dictator instead of letting everybody have a vote. And Locke says if he were a dictator, he'd shoot Kate. <laughs> so it's just kind of creepy. Locke's really seeming to go off the deep end here. <laughs> Season 6, Episode 3, Sawyer mourns Juliet and then throws the mm. engagement ring into the ocean. That's so sad. Good, good. You see that he was going to propose to her. Yep. And, yeah, those are my honorable mentions. Okay. The only one that I thought might make your list, or at least an honorable mention, was Sawyer jumping off the helicopter. Yeah, that was a good one. Okay. Yep. Um, I, It was really selfless of him, I right. think. I didn't like that in a later episode... His former girlfriend says that he did it out of selfish motives because he didn't want to <laughs> go back to his life. But I really think he did it out of selflessness. Yeah, agreed. All right, well, I guess 
this about wraps up Lost Month. What do you say to to end it all out? I don't want it to end. <laughs> I was just telling Brian tonight, yeah. I was uh, watching a couple of clips on YouTube trying to help me narrow down which ones were going to make my top ten list. Mm-hmm. And I told him, let's just watch the whole show all over again. <laughs> maybe someday. Yeah. Maybe when the, the kids are a little older. Ten or maybe fifteen years. Fifteen years from now. Yeah. <laughs> Can I wait that long? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Hmm. All right, well, if you've been listening to us this month, then I guess you're also as big a fan of Lost as we are. So why don't you just let us know? Let us know your favorite moments, or uh, let us know that you've been listening and how much you are also a fan of Lost. We'll give you a little virtual high five. Yeah, or even let us know if you started listen- started watching lost as a result of this i know your sister and her husband decided to start watching just because of these episodes so i feel like we've done some good in the world <laughs> yeah i don't know if it's just because of these episodes but it was a show they they did start watching recently and this might have been the prompt for that so i think uh Lindsay might be listening to this after they've finished the show so this is going to be quite a bit in the future that she'll be listening hello she, future Lindsay. So, hi future Lindsay, and yeah, if you, Lindsay, or anyone else wants to drop us a line, you can reach us at tto at coser.us. That's our email address. Or you can go to our website, tto.coser.us slash 37. Leave a comment there. Speaking of Lindsay, she is a new listener recently, and she's been giving us some really good comments, some really good feedback. So thanks we for listening, Lindsay. Yeah. yeah, and thanks for the feedback. It's always good to hear from people. It was funny because... So maybe I didn't say this, but Lindsay is my sister and uh, seemed to be one of my only siblings that won't have appeared on the podcast. And she w- she had written a couple emails to our official uh, email address. Th- and I think she kind of stopped herself halfway through the third or so email and thought, wait a second, this is my brother. I could just send him a text. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty funny. So, yeah. It was it was good. I I really enjoyed doing this themed month. Yeah, we'll have to do doing some this more. retrospective. Yeah, and we'll have to do some more in the future. Not for a while though. We'll be back. Yeah. On our regular schedule, and we'll be doing a an interesting episode for you next time. You'll just have to tune back in and see what that is. A very special episode though. Just for you guys. That's right. Just for you guys. So until then, I'm Brian Kozer. I'm Melissa Kozer. And you've been listening to Lost Month on. 10 to 1. I've done everything you wanted me to do, so why did you do this? Just let me leave. Where will you go? To law. Why? Because he's the only one that'll have me.